Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. And welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. This is episode number 24, how to provide direction when there is no direction in your school district. Before we get to our main topic today, there's a lot of great things happening over on the TeacherCast Educational Network. Of course, we've been talking all about tech coaches, but also we've been talking about our podcasting network. We've got a lot of great shows out there. Hope you've had a chance to go over to teachercast.net slash iTunes Check out our great shows, such as the TeacherCast podcast, our roundtable shows, Educational Podcasting Today, the show that teaches teachers how to make great-looking podcasts and amazing-looking websites. And, of course, we've also got our brand-new show, EdTech in the Classroom, the podcast that brings on the best of educational technology and puts it right in front of your laps. Nick, how are you today? Welcome back to the show. Hey, Jeff. Uh, glad to be back on and, uh, you know, just excited to talk about our next topic on, uh, you know, how to provide some direction. We've had some great shows here. And of course, we want to thank everybody out there for chiming in. This is Ask the Tech Coach. You can certainly find us and ask us any questions about how to be an effective technology integration specialist. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. Leave us a voice message over at teachercast.net slash voicemail. Or, of course, email us your questions at feedback at teachercast.net. And, Nick, that's exactly what a few tech coaches did this week. They reached out and they asked the tech coach about our show last week called What Do You Do When Teachers Don't Get It? We had a great time discussing those PD moments that you're sitting there, you're teaching, you're in the moment, and then somebody looks at you and says, why? I don't get it. Why are we here? Those little moments that happen that might crap up on you and go, what are we doing with this and why are we here? Nick, you said last week on the show you had a few of those moments. One of our tech coaches emailed us this week and said, well, what happens, Nick, if you're in the moment, you're doing your thing, and because somebody asks a question that you might not have been prepared for, what do you do if you accidentally say the wrong thing and suddenly you're in that embarrassing moment where everybody heard you say it? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, that, and that's something I think that comes up to a lot of, you know, tech coaches and, and just constantly remembering that you're sort of on stage all the time. Right. And you just got to kind of like balance the situation. And I think one of the things we came up with in our discussion and chat was to, you know, try to diffuse the situation, not to, you know, make it anything, worse than maybe it should be. And, and maybe if you can incorporate, you know, the group back into something, you know, to maybe relay what the question was or the comment that was, you know, back to them or something like that, that way it kind of gets it off of you and back onto them. But we had a couple things, right. you know, saying the wrong thing and, and just how do you recover? And I think that's one of the things, you know, how do you recover then, um, from that slip up or that accident? You know, I, one of the things I think we mentioned as well, on there was uh, what do you do when the tool doesn't work, right? You say something's going to happen um, or some tech tool can do something and then the feature you're talking about doesn't actually go as planned. I, 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 I've been there. I think we've yep. all been there. And, we, and, and that's going to tie into our, our, our next question here, which is what do you do if you're giving a presentation and you accidentally invent a feature of the app that doesn't actually <laughs> exist? And we've all been there for that one. I know we, I have. <laughs> does, does Google Slides do this? Of course it does. Let's just move on to the next thing. And you go, oh, oops. <laughs> what do you, you do? Know, right? I, absolutely. What do you do? And I think, you know, a lot of times it's just same as students, right? You don't want to leave them with the instance that, oh, you know, even though I'm saying it works and it doesn't work right now, that 
it doesn't do it at all. I think that's why having sometimes slides with screenshots, right? I think having stuff that you can fall back on that also proves your point that, look, it did maybe work at this time, or maybe there's a glitch going on right now. But it's a way that you can provide them with some functions, and then maybe it gives, buys you some time to then uh, go back, make sure that you know whatever the new function or feature, the way it is, uh, actually works. I'm telling you, I do it all the time where you know you find out you're working with a tool and even the menu changes, right? And you're like, man, I swore it was right here and I was able to do something and this time it doesn't work. We want to know your questions out there. If there's something that we're mentioning on the podcast that you want to know more about, please ask the tech coach. Again, you can find us on Twitter at ask the tech coach, or of course, leave us a voice message over at teachercast.net slash ask teachercast.net slash voicemail. We would love to hear from you guys. And one of the things, Nick, that people have been asking me about recently is the ed tech integration plan. Now we mentioned on last week's show, we're going to be doing a whole series of shows over that, but it did come up a couple times in our recent mastermind meeting and and, and really the question that we have here is what is the difference, Nick, between a tech integration plan and the ed tech integration plan? Somebody had a question for you on that one. What is that difference? Yeah, so we just went into, you know, the features that a lot of times districts or personnel um, – you know, they, they think of the two as both like, what devices do I get and how do I start to implement or roll out these devices? And that's great as the tech plan if we're talking about technology in general. But if we're starting to talk about, you know, the overall ed tech integration plan, then we're talking about how do we now support the, the, the devices inside the classroom? Um, how do we provide professional development to teachers? Um, what training do they need or what features should we talk about? What apps should we then bring in? How does it tie into, you know, district or building goals? So, you know, we have to just remember that they're not the same thing and that we have to think about the end game, which is what are we going to do after we roll out these devices? And of course, we're here in the middle, of, literally in the middle of our eight week Ask the Tech Coach Mastermind. We've been having some great meetings, some great breakout sessions, some great one on ones with all of the tech coaches that have signed up for our masterminds. We want to say thank you to everybody out there who's in our mastermind and of course, say hello to them. But let you guys know that we are going to be starting up our next cohort of our Ask the Tech Coach Mastermind coming up in the corner here in January. We're going to be starting our second cohort to help support tech coaches all around the world. We actually have uh, tech coaches in our mastermind from, from Poland and some from Finland. And so there's a lot of tech coaches all around the world that are listening to this show. We, of course, want to say thank you. And if you're interested in learning more about our Tech Coach Mastermind, let us know. Find us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. We'd love to share a little bit more about it with you and have you guys join our cohort and hope that you guys do in the next coming years. Now, Nick, it is time for our tech coach tech tip of the week. What is our tech coach tech tip of the week? It's just, you know, I think it's pretty simple. Just, you know, don't forget that you wear a lot of hats, you know, in our role as ed tech coaches and staff development and all that stuff that you're constantly working as some type of liaison or a multi-role, right? Where you're working with people in all different uh, facets of education. So just don't forget that, that you're doing that every day. Uh, and that is so important, right? And especially in many, for, for many tech coaches, you can be teaching pre-K one second, 12th grade the next second, be in a principal's office the third second, suddenly go to the superintendent's office to do some training on something, and the next thing you know, you're talking to a board member who's doing X, Y, or Z, all on the same exact day. And it's not like you're taking off the hats, right, Nick? You're just constantly 
rotating them a little bit to show which one is up front. And that's why today we're going to be talking about providing direction, right? And and specifically, how do you provide direction when there is no direction? Now, Nick, why are we doing this topic? This is something that came up in our mastermind. Yeah, absolutely. So this, you know, came about in the mastermind group. And this was just a question or, or um, a question, actually, I guess that was provided to us is you. So what do we do when there really, really is no direction? What what do we do when there isn't something that's being, you know, pushed from the top down and, and um, or open time, right? I think that came up in the discussion, too. What do we do when you have open time and things like that, which I think this falls into as well. And a lot of times we as the tech coaches are are on that fence, right? We are members of the faculty quite often and we're looked at as, okay, we got to do this tech thing. What do we do next? So, right, you're trying to lead that faculty, but also at the same time, you might be in an administrative meeting with or without voting privileges and they're looking at you saying, well, what's going on in the classrooms, And Mm -hmm. sometimes you might be sitting there, again, with community members and board meetings, all those different spots, and you might have that opportunity to speak for the district and show off what's going on. So we've got six things for you guys today that we're going to be talking about when it comes to how to provide direction when there is no direction. And Nick, like we said, we're going to start talking about how do you become a leader in, well, we're just going to call it the faculty room, right? But we really do mean, how do you become a leader in your association? And But we're not talking about becoming the association president. We're just saying, how do you learn how to speak for or speak about your faculty yeah and i think that that's the idea of right it's just how do you be in a good light with with teachers and staff and faculty that way right and i think it's the idea that as we've you know we've kind of tossed around is that you know granted you are still more than just the teacher that you they they want to look at you as something more than that so one of the things i i think helps in that that leadership role with with teachers is just pr- being able to provide help whenever they need it right. and i think it's that you know like um you know break fix right how many times does that happen as a tech coach that hey you know i could you help me with a bulb for a projector or my computer's not working if you're willing to do that they look at you in a different light and they know that they're you're just someone they can constantly come back to and it's important that we always remember it's okay to talk to your administrators about your teachers as long as you're not talking to your administrators about your teachers right like i can go to the principal and say hey look i was in nick's class he's doing some amazing things you should really spend a couple minutes if you have a chance go down there get you know just just pop your head in he would love to have you but he's doing some awesome things in that class can't say enough good things and that's different than going to your principal and going dude i was just with nick and right and I- he he can't he how did you hire him like you, you can't do that <laughs> which kind of starts with what we said right i think the whole idea of you know trying to recover from some type of comment or something that you make right and, and this can go both ways to teachers where maybe you accidentally slip and you really shouldn't have said something about you know admin or admin to, you know about teachers so it's that thing i think what you were highlighting though jeff is is the whole idea of highlighting and being an advocate for for faculty accomplishments right like hey check out the work that they're doing 
showcase it, tweet about it, share it on a site, send it out to other teachers. And again, I think it's that's the sort of stuff that that shows you as a leader, you know, to the staff and to teachers. You know, the, I, I found the best place to learn about doing this is just by watching athletes, right? Like reporters are asking yeah. athletes constantly, how do you feel you did in your game? And, you know, no athlete is going to be criticizing the guy sitting next to him, right? Or, you know, that's it, not appropriate to do things. You can say he had, a, he had a good game, a bad game, whatever, but we'll make it up next time. We're, we're, we're you know, we're always going to improve tomorrow is, is usually the way that you hear the, uh, the football coaches talk about things, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But you do get in those awkward situations. Now, Nick, I, I, you know, it's hard for us to kind of do these real-world role-playing mm-hmm. here, but what happens if a principal comes to you and says, is Mr. Is Mr. Smith doing a good job? Does he need help? Right? Because you can say, you know, Mr. Smith needs some Google Doc help without saying Mr. Smith can't make a Google Doc. So I think what it is, is Jeff, just, you know, making sure that, you know, you don't say anything that you're kind of going to regret. I think there's the way you kind of go about the, the question and letting the principal know, you know, give them something good and then kind of relay it that you may be, you know, Oh, but here's an area that um, he wants to spend more time. He or she wants to spend more time on with you as the tech coach. I think if you put it that way and you put it in light that they want to spend that time with you, you're not just saying it's a weak area that they're not good at doing something. You're just saying, Oh, they feel like they could use a little bit more strength in the particular given, given area that they want. And so it's always important, guys, to remember that you are the voice of the faculty, right? Like you are able to go in and talk about things. You can say, hey, I was working with some teachers and they asked me to bring up the fact that, you know, maybe we need X, Y or Z in our school district here. What do you guys think? Sometimes that's easier. You can be that voice. Now, on the other hand, Nick, the second thing here is you are also a leader for the administration, right? Because a lot of times you're in those meetings or you're having conversations with your administration and then you are in a position with the faculty to go, hey guys, look, here's the direction. They might not have said it yet, but here's the vision, here's the direction. And you know, my favorite thing about being a tech coach is you say, and here's why I'm here. Like this is my role in their vision and this is how we're going to work together, right? So you're, you're kind of being a voice for the classroom with administrators, but you also are being a voice of central office with your teachers, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's a tough, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow. And, and, and again, it goes back to just wearing a lot of hats and remembering that, you know, you're not taking them off. You're just kind of moving them around a little bit and shifting from here to there. And, and it's a different role where you, you know, when you're working with administration and you're trying to, you know, provide some of that direction, you are, maybe trying to push an initiative or something like that. Or if there is no initiative, maybe with admin, you're trying to come up with that. You're trying to be that innovative mind or something like that. Um, And then, you know, giving them the concept and and why you're there. Like you said, why am I there to help, you know, to help guide you and provide whatever administration is maybe looking for. You know, I also love the fact that we are the voice of the students. All right. And I don't say that lightly, but you know, there's a lot of times where you're sitting there going to look, the students are having this. The students are having that. Is there anything that we can do to make things easier for everybody? You know, can we relook at a policy? Can we look at the fact that, you know, the, the anything? I don't even want to go into specifics with this right here. But, but, you know, you are the one that literally is in every single office, 
every single classroom, every single hallway, every single building in many cases, you know, you are the one that is the voice of the daily activities. And, you know, I I don't ever recommend running into somebody's office and saying, hey, did you see this? Or, hey, we need to talk. But if you happen to be in a meeting and the topic comes up, I, I think you've got every right and opportunity to say, hey, this is what I'm seeing from my position. Because after all, that's usually why you're in those meetings. Absolutely. And and I think, you know, it kind of depends on your role a little bit. You know, if you are someone who, you know, is a teacher and maybe you're a part time tech coach or something like that, then this may be a little bit different on how you want to handle the situation. I know in my role, I'm, I'm sort of I'm removed a little bit more, but that's not to say that I'm not out there and about in Roman halls and jumping in classrooms. So what's great is I think you get to see it from that outsider perspective of, okay, maybe I'm not a teacher that the students see me every single day, but in interacting with the students, I get to see what maybe some of their needs and, and uh, you know, arguments are about things that are going on. Or I'll tell you what, one of the things I love doing is trying to jump my, um, get into, um, our student meetings, when we have sort of our student leaders meet with the principals and, and different staff, I love trying to get into some of those meetings and just asking a few questions to help kind of jog my mind. And then I can go back to administration and be like, hey, here are some things that kind of came up or here's some things I'm thinking and um, where we can go with that. You know, Jeff, one of the things I'm also thinking is, you know, leader with administration is just since we're around the campus so much in the school buildings, coming up with ideas of like activities and just fun things that maybe our students could use. I love the idea of being innovative, right? Like, hey, you know, I'm in this elementary building. They're doing this. Have we ever thought about doing it this way? Or, hey, you know, if we can get three buildings together, maybe we can get this kind of initiative started. Or, hey, wouldn't it just be easier if all the fifth grade teachers met with me and, and did a training or, or I showed them how an activity works? Or, you know, there's always things that we can do here to help make our district move more efficient. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's funny just because there's one thing I'm working with right now, which is just um, taking the breakout EDU concept. But my thought was, how cool would it be to do that with students and to allow them where there's a week or two week kind of time period where we really deck out a room and make it look and feel like an actual escape room? Um, and then invite students in to spend some of their lunches kind of doing that. So I thought it'd be just a fun thing. And and it came up just because students were like, Oh, you're doing this work with teachers and it's a lot of fun. Um, I, you know, I'd love to take part in that. And these are students whose classrooms maybe aren't doing it. So I kind of came up with a fun way to say, Oh, this could be a fun activity to do around the building. And I think wrapping up Jeff, these two things, I think just kind of circling back that this is the whole idea of being that liaison between faculty and administration, right? We're going, like you said, between classroom and central office. Absolutely. And and it, it all goes back to those hats, right? And so the question is, do we wear one big hat or do we wear many small hats, right? We've talked about being a leader in the faculty room. We've talked about being a leader in with administration. We've talked about being the liaison and the go-between between the two here. But there's a few things that we haven't quite talked about, Nick. These are the ones that aren't aren't always seen but are important, right? And if you're a tech coach out there listening, my questions are, has your principal ever said, hey, why don't you come to our community meeting? Or has your superintendent ever said, hey, would you present on the state of ed tech to a board meeting, right? So you are basically being asked to be the, the, the ambassador of classrooms to 
the community, to the Board of Education, maybe at a conference, right? You are, you are being selected to be a leader and represent everybody with that hat. Nick, what advice do you have if, if anybody's ever been asked to, you know, present with the superintendent or present on behalf of the superintendent? You know, it, it's well, it's just not like you can kind of say no, <laughs> right? But I think it's, it's, it, this is a great opportunity too, because this will lead into the idea of being a leader for, you know, for the rest of the world and, and highlighting some of that ed tech coachiness that we go to when we put ourselves out there. And, and I think that this is an opportunity to highlight some of the things you're trying to do. Um, definitely, it's a voice, right? When you're doing it and your superintendent, your admin are, are asking you to come to a board night and to present on a topic or an idea. Clearly, they see a place, an avenue where they think that you can you can either push the district in a direction or they want you to help them highlight a concept that maybe you can put clear. Granted, this is something we do all the time, right? This is almost like you can treat this as that presentation or, or workshop. You're just doing it now with the community or doing it with parents or doing it with the board. Um, how about you, Jeff, with community trainings and things like that? Well, what, what's your concept? What what are some of your uh, your tips when working with, with community? Know, it, it's funny here because the only thing that as you're speaking here, it's on my mind is what is more stressful, presenting to the superintendent or presenting to the board of education? Because for me, sure. kind of all the same, but it's your super's boss. Right. 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 And, and, and all of that stuff just goes into, I hope you say the right thing. I hope I say the right thing. I hope I say the right <laughs> thing, right? All those different things. And I'm sure many people who are listening out there are shaking their heads going, yes, yes, you better hope you're saying the right thing, right? <sighs> and know. I think parents are tough too, though, right? Like I think you would just, I think it's a fun group. I always love the opportunity to sort of get out there to talk to parents about maybe ideas or things that we're doing. But it's, I don't know, for me, it's a little stressful as well because I don't want to... I don't want to say something that's pushing the district in a direction that maybe is not 100% of what maybe admin wants to put right. out there. And, and, and here's, here's the long and short of all of that stuff, right? When you're presenting on behalf of the school, on behalf of the superintendent, on, the, on behalf of your principal, the, the first thing you should ask is, what kind of a presentation do you want? Because if you're doing a faculty training, let's say that you're having a night where you're inviting parents to come in and you're teaching them Office 365 or G Suite or something like that, right? You're, you're literally doing a tech training for parents, right? Um, you got to ask the, the uppers, what do they want? Do, do, do they just want stand up and talk about it? Or are they looking for you to provide the ISTE level, you know, hey, we're doing breakout EDU G Suite, right? Like what kind of experience do, do they want parents to see? Because it's very easy for you to go, well, look, I'm, I'm the tech trainer. I'm the Google certified. Let's go and Google the Google thing. And, and that might not be what they're looking for from you. <laughs> sure. And I, I think that's it. I think what you just said, I think that kind of culminates it all. It's just, uh, you know, what do they want? And when you're being asked by admin to do something and to go out and put yourself out there with the community, um, it's it's that, you know, who's the audience and, and what do you want for me to present? And when you're giving a board of ed speech, and I've done many, many over my career, it's not an Apple keynote, right? You're not talking about the power of the wonderfulness of the Google Doc of the da da da. da. You know, your presentation literally might just be we did 32 PowerPoint slides last year. The year before that we did 21. That is a gain of of 
it just right. might be that cut and dry, right? So you are getting back to the topic here. You are the leader in that community, and you are the one that's representing the data, the school, the stuff, the, the great stuff that's going on here. Sure. Now, on the other hand, let's talk top down. Our role is one that we talk about often, Nick, that's kind of weird because we're the tech coaches, but really we're the cheerleaders for the curriculum. <laughs> and that doesn't make a good hat, right? Like you, you can't make that into a logo or a slogan, right? But you know, our job in many respects is not to teach Chromebooks. Our job is to help the teachers deliver the curriculum better <clears throat> through the use of technology. Right. Right? Absolutely. So a lot of times you are a liaison between the curriculum, not you know, and fun, exciting classroom experiences for students that are going to last them a long time, yada, 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 right? I, sh- I kind of think of it as like, you know, even you know, whatever the titles are that we kind of throw out there, but, and we've heard them all over the past of some of our workshops with some of the different people and round tables, right? Everyone's got these different titles, but I think it comes back to sort of the master teacher concept. Now, I think when you start getting into master teacher, it's like, okay, they know lots of different curriculum and pedagogy and all that. And I think what you said, that's it. It's, it's being that advocate and pushing for the curriculum and how we teach not the tools that we're using and, and how the tools make their way into the teaching that we want. Um, you know, that's here and there, you know, we can use so many different tools to sort of do that. And I think that's an important piece. And I enjoy that. I think that gets back to sort of the heart of teaching itself is, is just, staying current you know being current on the different trends and what's out there what's new not just in tech but in teaching itself and what are the directions we need to be pushing our students and teachers in um what's the training that they you know what's the teaching styles out there what are those styles out there that that our teachers need to be now getting comfortable um with teaching and you know there's so many different kinds right and everybody's got their own ideas (laughs) and you've got veteran teachers and new teachers and and hey what's going on in that other school district next to me and there's only one way to do that and that is our six hat that we have to wear nick but before we get there i want to know what you guys are thinking out there please feel free to reach out to us tell us if we're on the right track with this tell us if we're just crazy people talking on a microphone reach out on, to us on twitter at ask the tech coach and please leave us a voicemail over at teachercast.net slash voicemail or email us over at feedback.teachercast.net are we missing any hats are we missing any talking points here about those hats we want to hear from you guys and of course as we do at the top of every show you know maybe we'll bring up some of those points and discuss them on future episodes now nick we talked about being a leader in the faculty room with administration for the administration a leader in the community and a leader for our curriculum but there's one more that ties everything together it's the one thing that leads us that guides us that gives us that sense of nope i'm doing the right thing but it's also the one thing that we never really should be talking about as our first line of defense here what is the last hat that we need to be wearing nick yeah and that's that you know becoming a leader for the rest of the world and i and i kind of hinted at that as as when we started talking about community it was kind of putting ourselves out there and i think i'm going to mention one part i'm going to let you mention the other part i'm going to say how a lot of things that we do are driven by you know state standards 
um, and what they tell us we need or our teachers need to be doing and our students need to be learning in their classroom. So we use that and we say, okay, what training do our teachers need and how do I provide that to them? Or what experiences do our students need and how do I provide that to them? And you have another one, right? I mean, what's the other one that guides us as tech coaches? It's always the ISTE standards, right? They, and they, they're always getting refreshed, but we've got ISTE standards for students, for administrators, for teachers, and for tech coaches. And these are the things that, you know, we've said it on previous podcasts, they're always in the back of your head. And they're always the things that are guiding you. If anybody ever says, hey, why are you doing things this way? Or what's the reasoning behind why you exist? It's those ISTE standards. It's those state standards. We are here to help you out. And it, and it is that leading the rest of the world. I'll even give you one more, Nick. You know, we are usually those nut jobs that are out there watching all the blogs and reading the Twitter feeds and participating in the chats. And so, you know, when we think being a leader for the rest of the world, it's it's our job really to say, hey, I saw this over here. Why don't we try that? Or, hey, somebody else had a blog post with a template. Why don't we try that out there? For instance, you know, recently I was talking to somebody and they're like, hey, is there any way to help out my students that are having some reading difficulties? And they said, we need something that does closed captioning. Now, Nick, do you have any idea of a tool out there that does closed captioning that you might be able to share with your students? Jeff, I'm going to put it out there. And this is something I learned, but I learned that Google Slides does closed captioning You're and that kidding. you can even use and you can do that with screencastify as well and that's an awesome thing right so like <laughs> we're we're the answer guys out there that say hey how are we doing and and you know there's a lot of hats right so the, we want to hear from you guys what do you think about all this stuff um it's an it's an important thing, right? It's an important to keep up all this stuff. It's important not to slip up. It's important to know who you're talking to, who you're not talking to. It's important to know who's talking to those you're not talking to, right? Because you just you just walk in every day assuming everybody talks to each other. And right. you need to be the leader for all of those things. Because you could easily turn around and have somebody say, Well, Nick told me. Right. And everyone's looking for direction at some point, right? right. Like, it's like, think of it just how many times you float through the hallway and someone's like, man, I have this idea of, you know, classroom teacher, I have an idea for something I want to do in my class with my students. And then you walk out of there and you give them an idea. Next thing you know, admin wants to speak to you in the office, man, I heard about this cool thing. And can you enlighten me on this topic or this trend? And now, now you're starting to provide them with a direction as well. Um, yeah, definitely. And it happens all the time. It's like when your principal calls you in and says, Hey, I heard that you said that Google Google Sheets does closed captioning, and you're like, no, no, <laughs> right? No, no, no. no. They were close. They were, they were close, but, but they're not there yet. So we want to know what you guys think. All right, please reach out to us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. Uh, we've got a very, very active Twitter feed over there, and I've been doing some good stuff over there. Now, Nick, we've got a great episode coming up next week on November the. It's the twelfth. It's the twelfth, I believe it is. Yeah. yeah. On November the twelfth, uh, what is going to be our topic? So we're going to talk about what is what will make a good faculty or department meeting presentation. Yes. Um, and I think that's a great one. I think, you know, like what, what, how do I present to a full department, maybe inside an auditorium, but also what do I do when it's maybe a breakout session or a workshop or something like that? So, you know, what's the difference between the two and, and what should I present on? Now, when we have that show, that'll actually be our first show post 
ISTE conference. I'm looking forward, Nick, to going out to Seattle that, that very weekend. Um, it's the weekend after Election Day, so I guess that's two weekends from now. And we're going to be uh, we're gonna be doing some podcasting. We're going to be teaching teachers. We're going to be teaching about 200 teachers how to podcast, what to podcast with, what different kinds of equipment and activity, all the great stuff that you guys can find over at educationalpodcasting.today. And we are so looking forward to being a part of this November's ISTE conference. Nick, what do you have going on you on the month of November? So November, I'm, you know, I'm jumping around. I have a couple different workshops lined up. And I think, you know, it's, it's that time of year where we are just trying to, you know, provide the teachers with what they want and then also make it into the, you know, the holidays, which is always a stretch run. But what I love about that time is just being able to innovate a little bit with workshops and, and, and ideas. So check out that show. It's going to be coming up on November the 12th. And right after that, we're going to be doing our November Tech Coach Roundtable. We are looking for you. Yes, that's right. You to be a co-host on our show. Each month, we wrap up the topics that we were discussing on our show, just Nick and I, and then we bring in people to do a roundtable show on those topics and also spotlighting and highlighting some of the topics that we're going to be doing for our next month. If you're looking to be a part of that show or if you'd like to be a part of the podcast, find us over on feedback at teachercast.net. Email us. We would love to have you and have you be a part of our show. Nick, 24 episodes down. I hope uh, everybody out there is enjoying the stuff. We've been having a great time with our mastermind. We've been having a great time getting back into this. One little calendar note that we want to announce today. On December the 13th, Thursday night, December the 13th at 8 o'clock at night. That's 8 o'clock at night Eastern. We're going to be co-hosting, Nick. Ed Chat Interactive. It is a fantastic online platform that uh, generally has, you know, 50 to 100 people or so come in, join us. It's like a roundtable show all at once. We're going to be talking all about tech coaching and we're going to be doing a few different topics. So we're going to be putting some links in our show notes over the next couple weeks as things go out. But mark your calendar on December the 13th. That's Thursday, December the 13th at 8 o'clock at night. We're going to be co-hosting EdChat Interactive on behalf of EdChat Interactive, TeacherCast, and the FETC Conference. We're going to be having a good time. We hope you can join us. On behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury. I'm Nick Amaral, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.